Hello, this is Tony Blazer, back with another race review from the Motocross Vault. Uh, this one's going to cover the fifth round of the 2020 AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series from Oakland. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of pick on Oakland for, I guess, the neighborhood. I've never been to Oakland myself, but I hear the neighborhood around. It's not so great. The stadium's old and everything else. But typically, Oakland delivers a lot of great racing. Um, I absolutely loved last night's track. I think it was really racy. Uh, I love the big bull berms. The jump combinations looked fun. It ended up having a lot of great racing. Uh, seemed to lend itself to some tight action. A lot of places for people to um, kind of go in and trying to get underneath people make a pass i thought it was a great track it was probably my favorite track of the year just thought it was an interesting layout uh typically i like big whoop sections but the, the lack of giant whoops didn't seem to hurt the racing and in fact it probably helped the racing in some cases because it let guys like cooper webb who typically um in the past who have not done so well in the whoops uh really excel uh, i thought last night was by far the best cooper had looked all year uh, he looked i think he got third in practice which was way better than he'd been doing and he was racing in the main, certainly. Um, overall, I'd say it was a great, great night of racing, for sure. Um, the racing started out excellent in the heat races. You had a lot of action in the 250s. Um, I'd like to know what the hell Justin Cooper's doing, uh, not being able to start that YZ. I guess I haven't had one of the new Electric Start YZs. Maybe you have to put it in neutral. I'm not sure how that all works. In my experience, if you just pull the clutch in, it should start. But even if Yamaha's different, you think he would know that. Although it's difficult in the heat of the moment, it's easy to get kind of confused. And then I saw him whacking the throttle when he's trying to start it like it's a two-stroke. And um, I guess probably on the fuel injection, it probably didn't matter. I just you know had like flashbacks of my old YZ250F and YZ400F, where if you whack the throttle, uh, the thing would flood and you'd never get it started in those days. Lord knows what he would do if he had to deal with one of those early uh, 2000s Yamahas where you had the starting drill and you had to go through this whole... <laughs> the whole thing to get the thing going so as it was he ended up going to the lcq again and um, definitely not what you want when you're holding the red plate you got a factory ride and everything else um, overall like i said i think it was one of the most entertaining events of the year uh the racing like i said was great in all the heats everything was exciting it was a just an exciting night you had uh, justin hill uh taking the win in heat two surprising I guess, you know, because you haven't really seen that kind of blazing speed out of Justin, although, you know, uh, he certainly has the uh, the ability to uh, run at the front, as Tampa showed us a couple years ago, but, you know, last year certainly he didn't show it, and this year he's been a lot better, though. Uh, I thought he looked real racing in the main as well. Um, I think overall the series has been just better than I could have hoped. Uh, you have the top five guys only separated by 18 points, which is less than one moto um, or one main. Uh, it's Un unusual, I would say. Usually you have one guy kind of breaking away or two guys, and the fact that there's been so much kind of shuffling and I would say almost parity um, has led to the closer, tight, tighter points battle. I mean, we're not even at the halfway point. I, I would be shocked if it's still like this at the halfway because it seems like um, to me at least, it seems like Eli and Kenny have really been kind of stealing the show every week, trading wins now, but it looks like we could end up with a really exciting season. I mean, really... Um, I'm amazed Barsha, considering how poorly he's ridden the last few weeks, is really still in third. Um, that's pretty amazing. And uh, the fact that you still have Anderson and Cooper's not out of it. Now, this time last year, I think he had won two main events, um, but he had a terrible race at round five. That was the, the infamous Lime race when San Diego had all the, the mud and stuff. I think he got an eighth in that race. So that was... He lost the points lead there to Eli, but he's still not out of this. I mean, he's, like I said, um, I don't know, 17, 18 points out of the, the points lead. So all it takes is one DNF by one of the top guys. Or if Cooper gets on a run here, maybe he could make a title fight of this. I, I hope that we see Webb making a push and we end up having, you know, a three-guy fight for the front. Um, my concern is 
uh, I hope that that pass he put on Eli in the in the main didn't hurt his. I mean, I'm, no, I'm sorry, the pass he put on Kenny in the main at the end, which was an amazing you know last lap there to kind of get underneath him and uh, take second place. Uh, seemed like it hurt Kenny's foot. I hope he's okay. Uh, if it broke something in there, that could be a major blow to the series if we lose Kenny because it's been it's been great. I mean, uh, I, I think that. Uh, Kenny's even done even better than I hoped. Um, I thought he was going to win, especially after the heat race. The first heat race, you had um, Eli and Blake Baggett and, and Kenny going at it just like hammer and tong there. It was great. Uh, reminded me of the, the great days of the 80s with all that, you know, banging and bars and stuff. It was super exciting. And I thought, okay, well, maybe Kenny's on it again. And then he was uh, in the lead in the main thought maybe, you know, he's going to take take charge of the series here and make it uh, a couple in a row. But, you know, Eli hung tough. He's They've been going back and forth, which is great for everybody. You know, I'm like I said, I'm not the biggest Eli Tomac fan. I respect his ability. Um, I'm definitely pulling for Kenny or Cooper to win this uh, title over him. But, you know, if Eli finally gets it, it's fine. As long as it's a good race, you know, as long as we have good racing at the front, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm always happy. I don't really, I'm not really bummed. Uh, the only time I've ever been bummed is, you know, when a couple of years ago when Chad Reed was uh, making a title fight of it and he ate crap, maybe at Arlington or what. Anyway, he ended up going to the bars and jacking himself up. And I was emotionally invested in that. I've always been a huge Chad Reed fan since he first came over here. And that one had me going. And then I was like, it really deflated me. I almost didn't even want to watch the race the next week. But most of the time, I'm not that invested in it. I just want to see good racing. So. If we can get Eli and uh, Kenny doing this every week, I mean, shoot, that's a huge win. Um, and then we get Cooper Webb in there a little bit. That would make me happy, too. Cooper, he seemed to excel there towards the middle part and the end of the season last year. He might be able to get on a roll. And maybe this is a sign that he's going to get things going again. I don't know. My, my concern is... He hasn't shown the ability to have the starts like he had last year. Last year, he was a great starter every week. Um, and I think that was the key to him winning that title. You know, he wasn't always the fastest guy. A lot of weeks, he was not even close to the fastest guy. He was like a seventh or eighth place in the in the practice times. Kind of the exact opposite of what Adam Ciancerillo is doing. But when he was a kind of gamer, he would come out, get a great start in the race, and then uh, hold his track position, made smart passes, and, and won. Took that all the way to the title. He could do that again. I don't know. Uh, next week, looks like the track has got more whoops than this week. Two two longer sections. Certainly nothing really long. It's going to be more of a baseball-style stadium. But uh, I'll be curious to see if Cooper is capable of, um, you know, picking up his game and still being competitive there with the little tougher whoops. I think as we go east, he typically, you know, he's an eastern guy. He's from the east coast. I think he'll be a little more competitive there than he is on in the west coast in general. So I'm hoping, like I said, that he ends up making this more of a title fight. Barsha, you know, he had another mediocre night. Um, ended up blowing up his engine in, in the first race. That's certainly not his fault, unless he was, you know, like screaming it like normal and let it made it let go. But he came back had a you know mid pack. I don't know. I don't know what he got fifth or sixth or something. Um, and like I said, it's amazing to me he's held on to the third place. That's kind of indicative of how crazy everything has been behind him. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I heard during the broadcast, you know, Ralph Sheen was saying, you know, Barsha expects to kind of take fire when we get back east, but. To my recollection, it's always been early on in the season he's done well, and then as we've gone later in the season, it's kind of tailed off. So history would tell me that's probably not going to happen, but he's still in this. I mean, um, one bad race by the two guys. Let's say that something crazy happens, and Kenny and Eli take each other out, and then Barsha's right back in it. He, he just needs to get a start. I mean, the fact that he keeps getting these crappy starts, it's kind of the same thing with Cooper Webb. Neither one of them, I think, have shown the speed to kind of just blitz through the pack. So they get a good start. They can ride smart, ride aggressive probably stay up front uh, i don't think if he keeps getting these crappy starts he's gonna you know do anything that um uh, really mix it up with the leaders unfortunately uh, the 250 class has been very entertaining as i said it's been exciting i was uh 
not surprised to hear some more booze for Ferrandis this week. Uh, although I will say, I didn't think his pass in the main was, was dirty at all. It was just an aggressive pass. It wasn't even like a really aggressive pass. He just kind of had good position on Forkner, and Forkner went off the track, kind of his own volition there. I, I think that's mostly residual of what happened a couple of weeks ago where, uh, you know, clearly people are still sensitive to the Frenchmen uh, taking people off the track, Americans in particular. You know, if it was French on French crime, if Eric Sorby jumped out in there in the track and then uh, Ferrandis hit him, I don't think you'd hear anything. But um, unfortunately, uh, Forkner is uh, another U.S. rider, so that I think the partisan crowd is not too psyched to see that. Uh, Forkner, man, his podium interviews are pretty terrible. I gotta be honest. I was saying last night, I think it's, you know, more uh, boring than watching them making, uh, the makeup to mud sections. But anyway, the podium interviews are, are typically, uh, there's only a couple of guys that are really good at it and he's not one. Um, a couple of takeaways from the night, Chad Reed in the, um, booth, man, I loved it. I thought he was great. Um, I, I miss Jeff Emig. I do think that Emig is better than, um, better than Ricky Carmichael in the booth. I do think that, uh. Carmichael's gotten better this year. Uh, I always think he was better with Lee Diffie. It's kind of funny. Uh, I kind of made some fun on Twitter the first round with Lee Diffie, uh, you know, saying, what the hell, There's you know, foreigners are taking our series over or whatever. But I was just joking. Again, people get, give me heat on Twitter. I'm just joking on Twitter. Twitter is just for jokes. That's all I use it for. Make funny, be entertaining. Follow me on Twitter if you want to get some uh, wry commentary during the race. But I actually thought Lee Diffie did a great job. Um, I would, I'd be happy if he was doing it every week. And I think RC actually seemed to do better with him. RC seemed to do really well with Chad in there, too. Chad added a little element that was really good. I mean, I, I will say that not every rider is great in the booth, clearly. Um, Chad kind of brought that that David Bailey knowledge a little bit more than you see. Uh, for guys like Emig and Carmichael to have so much experience, it's kind of funny to me that they don't seem to bring it to the broadcast a lot. I mean... I didn't go as fast as either one of them, even on my absolute fastest day and their worst day. But it seems like even I understand some of the stuff going on in the track more than they bring out in the broadcast. And you heard a little bit of Chad talking about the feeling he got when you saw. I remember Chad would you'd see him start jumping something that the guys behind him are jumping that I don't know how in the hell he would know that the guy behind him is tripling this section behind him. Maybe he heard the bike or the crowd go crazy, and you saw that uh, you know Kenny and. Adam picked up that they were tripling in that section. They started doing it. I mean, unless they got a pit board, how do they know that? And that was something that Chad was always good at. He realized, okay, you know, RC or somebody is doing this section I'm not doing, and I've not done it all day. i got to bust it out, which takes just incredible cojones. I can't imagine. I'm I'm terrified to jump something I've never jumped before, and then to do it in the main is pretty ballsy. And he brought that insight to the race that I think is missing a lot of time. You know, maybe RC, I mean, it's hard to not be yourself. I mean, you're, you are who you are and your talents are what they are. But Chad, you know, I don't think he's got a car racing career to do. I don't think he's interested in doing this TV thing, but I would be all on board for Chad Reed to be in the, the booth. I thought he was just awesome. Uh, I think he had a lot to the race. And, you know, like I said, RC again, I don't want to be too hard on RC. I think he's done better. I was really thought he was terrible last year. I, I made a lot of fun of him on Twitter, but uh, he's definitely doing better this this week. As to AC himself, he certainly um, looked fast again in practice. Again, you know, the, the practice warrior uh, seems to be doing great, and that can't seem to get it together in the mains. Early on, I thought he might get a podium, but then, you know, a little bit of green-on-green green crime there. Tomac made a really aggressive pass on him. Um, I don't know, I'll be curious to know if they were uh, real happy with that after the main, but after that, you know, he's in third, and then Cooper got him, and it seemed like he kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, i got to be honest, I was really, really on board with AC at, after the first round. I mean, I think most people were like, holy crap, he is legit. You know, he had one Monster Cup, and then he comes out and almost wins A1. He gets second behind Barsha. 
Hugely impressive ride. And I thought by now he probably would have got a win. And at that point, I'd penciled him in for two or three. I mean, I don't want to get like crazy and say, oh, title, you know, no no McGrath thing. But I got to be honest, it's been disappointing since then. I, I don't think he's got another podium. You know, he was getting sixth and sevenths and whatever the hell else. Kind of what you would have expected, I guess. Realistically, it was kind of ridiculous for me to expect more probably. AC has kind of shown who he is at this point. It might take him a year or two to get it sorted out. But I thought he had turned a corner last year in the outdoors. It just might take him a little while. I think he'll get it square. And again, somebody that fast is definitely going to be able to uh, get it figured out at some point, I would think. Uh, I would predict that AC is going to be um, probably a, a main event winner this year. I would be surprised if he didn't, but it's starting to look more and more like I might be wrong on that. So overall, I think we had a great night of racing. We had uh, the points chase tightening up in the 250 class. You had Fernandez finally passing Cooper after a couple of mediocre races. Uh, Fortner's only 10 points out of the lead. I think Cooper might be two or three out back now. Uh, the way things are trending, though, I don't think anybody's catching Fernandez. He um, he was the you know the title winner last year for good reason. He's probably been the fastest guy overall. Fortner's given him a run for his money at some of these events, but uh, Fortner's been very inconsistent. So unless something strange happens, I think it's Fernandez's title. The 450s, like I said, are tighter than I could have hoped for. Um, I'm hoping let's, uh, you know, pray that next week is as exciting. We, everybody gets out of it healthy and that, uh, Ken Roxon is back at hundred percent. That's probably my main takeaway for this event is, uh, you know, is he going to be back up to speed? Is he going to be hindered by this injury? And, you know, he's ridden so well this year. I so wanted him to be, you know, even if he doesn't win the title, just in it all the way to the end and not have this kind of tail off like he's shown in the past and stuff like this is what's kind of sidelined him, whether these injuries or illnesses or stuff. So. I'll have to keep my eye out for how things are going this week and see uh, if he comes out with a statement on his foot. So hopefully he's okay. Um, I'd love to know what y'all thought of this event. Like I said, it was a great race. Probably my favorite one of the year. Super exciting. Great track. Great racing. Um, overall, Oakland, you know, maybe an S-hole, but by God, it gives us good racing. So I hope they keep it on the schedule. Uh, so in the meantime, you know, let me know, like I said, in the comment section, if you'd like to help the channel. The Motocross Vault merchandise is available in the link below in Teespring in the little uh, description area. Uh, if you give it a like and a share on social media, I'd really appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. It uh, definitely help, helps uh, grow the channel when that happens. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, if you could uh, rate the podcast, give it a, a rating, uh, share it with your friends. I'd appreciate growing that as well. And until we meet again, this is Tony Blazer. Peace.